Lauren. Hi, I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today is our 50th episode, and we're excited to celebrate by reflecting on our minimalist journeys and some of our favorite lessons since starting this podcast in August of last year, 2018. As a minimalist adopter, my life has become more meaningful, and I've grown to become passionate about diving deeper into minimalism and inspiring others like you to start adopting this lifestyle. Meanwhile, for Lauren, the natural minimalist, despite always living simply, she has learned to adopt new minimalist values, such as living more sustainably and living with greater intention, especially when it comes to her time, energy, and attention. Going into our next 50-plus episodes, we're excited to continue to share our growing lessons in addition to new interviews with both celebrated authors and minimalism thought leaders. We strive to continue to inspire you every week. Yeah, we've learned so much in the last... Eight months, nine months. Yeah, nine months now. Can you believe it? It's crazy. It's crazy. Our first episode was uploaded on August 20th. It was called Embrace Minimalist Travel. And we recorded in Italy. I know. I want to go back. You can. (laughs) I know, I know. We were in Florence, Italy, like literally in the fields. And we recorded our first episode, and it was all about traveling light. So if you refer back, you can listen to that. And I'm sure the quality isn't as good uh, as it is today, but wow, like I'm so proud of us. Yeah, it's amazing. And we've learned so much, which we're going to share today. Yeah, so just to start off, when I started kind of adopting this lifestyle, um, I guess just over nine months ago, it was something about, for me, it was, you know, removing the excess noise in my life so I could get closer to what I really wanted out of out of life. And today I can say that I've done that. And what I've learned is that minimalism is not just about decluttering our physical things, it's a lifestyle. And I've been able to remove all the excess noise and move towards my goals and and you know develop new goals and grow and again, so my return has been greater than I had ever imagined. I I personally believe that when you clear the excess clutter in your life in all areas, whether physical, mental, emotional, digital, or spiritual, you can zone in on creating a life that is in line with your goals and your values. Yeah, and for me, it's so different because I never went into this expecting anything. It was something I had always done, but that ironically enough, I didn't understand. And once that was defined for me, I've grown and learned so much. And one of the most interesting things I've learned is that there's so many people out there who aspire to be minimalist. And it's amazing because I think it's such a responsible and beautiful way to live. And what initially attracted me to it was just the aesthetic of it. And I will wholeheartedly admit that. I just like the clean lines, like open spaces. Um, you guys should see Lauren's partner right now. <laughs> just beautifully it's placed. So simple. And I, I love that. I just, I felt like my life was put together when my place was put together. And I did not know that there were so many different areas of minimalism. And as Kelly and I have done 50 podcasts on it, I've learned so much and I have grown so much in the other areas from, you know, refining my calendar down and my mindset and my emotions and 
relationships. You realized and, that you had other excess that you yeah, didn't realize. I didn't know. Like I had like two cups, but <laughs> all these thoughts in my head. So it was <laughs> two in- cups. <laughs> it was incredible to find out all the different areas of minimalism and how that you can be refined in your life as well. Yeah. What would you say has been like the greatest improvement? Like what area have you really focused on and, and you know, really mastered? Because um, I know for you, I have an idea of something. I know what you probably think it is. Oh, okay. I think the biggest thing I struggle with is I love to dabble in things, not only hobbies, but like the hustles, just anything. Like I, I love to dabble and I, I need to make decisions on what I, I want to do. Like it's I'm always like sailing and playing tennis and playing the piano and then I'm not that good at any of them. So you, you it no, it's good though. It's good it that you're good. exploring it, everything. Yeah. But I think what you're you're saying is that you really want to become really good at one thing or two things. Yeah, or even like work. Like I sell real estate and then I want to write and then I do podcasts and then I end up like always working and I think that's one of the things I I still need to do but I I guess you asked me what the biggest benefit was I I guess just my ability to trial and error things maybe and be okay with failure yeah I'm 100% okay with failure now but you weren't before I yeah I failure affected me a lot before and it made me less likely or less motivated to get up and go again but now I, I feel like the faster I fail the better it's like okay that didn't work like what else can I do? And I'm also, when I go to pursue something, and that can be anything in life, whether it's like trying a new lifestyle or a new workout, or I'm just like, you know what? No judgment. If this doesn't work, then I'll just try something out. So I'm not, I don't get as frustrated. Yeah. And you, I mean, I didn't really notice your frustration, but I'm sure you did like internally. But what I've noticed about you is that again, you used to be such a yes person, which to be honest, like kind of miss a little bit, but, (laughs) but it's good. It's such a good thing because you're so much more intentional with your time and you're so focused on, you know, mastering, you know, the a thousand months that we both share that you're realizing, Hey, you know, I want to do all these things, but I can't do all of them. And I need to be selective. Like, had you not had a bullet journal or been tracking your lifestyle, you wouldn't be aware of that. And now you're trying to like, you know, work on your habits and, you know, um, build positive ones. Right. So it's cool. Like the best part of minimalism is that it makes you hyper aware of the life that you're living. And because, because you now have that awareness, you can then build or craft that life that makes sense for you. That's so. so true. I was just telling Kelly how I mixed up a work shift the other day and I had to rebook all my appointments because I was supposed to work a day. I didn't think I had to. And I was like, the bullet journal failed me today. <laughs> so you have to make sure that the, the dates are lined up. But no, it, it definitely refines your calendar. No, that's so many good. Ways. And, and how did you handle that situation? That's another piece is, you know, back in the back before we adopted this lifestyle or you adopted components is, you know, you would usually react. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I thought it was someone else's mistake. And that's what upset me. I'm like, I shouldn't have to suffer for someone else's mistake. But and then your I, bullet journal reconfirmed that it was your fault. It, once I found out it was my mistake, I was completely okay with it. I was like, you know what? That's fine. That was my mistake. I'll rebook the appointments. And, you and I'll come to into it? work tomorrow. I And I 100% owned up to it. And I apologized to the person who I thought had made the mistake. So 
I guess in that way, it's made me happier. Like there's where failure comes in. Like I'm so okay with like being wrong or failing that I don't even care anymore. I'm like, oh good, that was me. That's yeah. all me. And you're like so open to constructive criticism. I am very much so. But you have to be careful with that because sometimes you have to make sure it's constructive. You have to remember like who it's coming from. Yeah, that everybody it's not has just their opinion. criticism. Yeah, but. <laughs> I am curious as to how other people view things. So it's nice to like always take in that perspective too. No, that's really well said. And going back to the idea that you're no longer a yes person, that's because you are so much more intentional about your time and you're in, you know, you master time blocks in your bullet journal. You say like, hey, this time I'm doing this. You have a schedule that you're following now. I don't think that you had a schedule like this in the past. No, I, well, my life wasn't as full, which I'm happy. It's because I feel your life is more full. I don't like the term busy. I like the term full um, or complex, but um, no, it's definitely more full now. So I do have to be more organized, but it's, I'm super happy with everything that's happened. And I want to say what I've noticed in you. (laughs) Okay. Well, tell me. (laughs) So even Kelly came say she just got back from Los Angeles and she's so calm and Zen. And we're talking about how, when problems arise in life, you just find a solution. And you, I feel like your mindset has completely shifted and you know, you were such a perfectionist with so many things, but you've definitely decided what areas of your life like that perfection deserves. Absolutely. And honestly, not every single thing in life is in your in your control, right? We also have to delegate things. So we have to trust we have to take what's in front of us and also spread it. You need some help sometimes. And sometimes two heads are better than one. But in a certain situation at work, you know, there was a tough, tough situation, uh, you know, and I I need to solve it. Um, And it when you know, I, I did solve it. And I solved it in the greatest way. And I didn't react and I didn't get upset or angry and a solution was found. And it's in situations like this that you realize like, wow, you know, before this lifestyle, you know, I wouldn't have thought about, you know, reacting the way I did. I would have just reacted and maybe not even obviously on the phone, but maybe, you know, off the phone, I would have been a little bit rattled or, or upset or something like that. But I am just like, nope. Okay, let's take this time and make a solution. Uh, so, and it feels really good. And you know what? And that that moves over to the conversation about digital clutter as well. That has been one of the most fun components of minimalism in terms of uh, challenging myself to reduce my digital clutter and to transform my smartphone so that I'm not reacting to notifications and how we, you know, arrange our apps on our phone. And if, if you haven't heard our our episode on the minimalist smartphone, I highly recommend it. Uh, we designed our phone so that we are more in control of the apps and they are controlling us. So there's a little thing on Instagram now that you can find out how long you spend on it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm not going to say any names out of my friends, but we all screenshotted how much time we spend per day. Okay. And some of them had over two hours. And two hours? Yeah. And guess what mine was? Oh, yours was probably one. <laughs> what? I had one minute. You are so good with your I time. I think it was it's because um, I was I had gone on it to see, so they just put a minute. Yeah, so it's called screen time. Oh, okay. And 
it's funny. I kind of laughed inside when you said two hours because I did the same thing with a group of friends. But it's not just your phone. It's just Instagram. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant just the phone. No. Because yeah, imagine like one minute a day. When we but... dropped just the phone, it was like five, six hours each person uh, at that point when we did it maybe six, seven months ago. And then you look at how many times you've actually picked up your phone. It's scary. I mean, I like I just came back from a few days in Los Angeles and Palm Desert, and I was barely on my phone. It was a wonderful feeling. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, I interviewed a girl today on 168 Hours, which we're going to be posting in a few weeks. Yeah, we're going to tell you about that a little bit later. But if you think about five hours on your phone, like, do you know what you can do in five hours? Like, you could work out every single day like you could train for a marathon you could get your phd in like two years and instead of looking at your phone and it's not constructive time on your phone most of it's just scrolling through the news scrolling through social media like responding to stupid text messages like it's not a good use of your time and it's not even downtime it's not like you're replenishing or rejuvenating your energy you're just mindlessly doing nothing or potentially following influencers who are selling clothing that you actually don't need yeah if anything it distracts you or tempts you it tempts you yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. we talked about temptations too we are less tempted in life today because especially when it comes to buying things we don't need because we're intentional with what we own I mean we're not perfect nobody's perfect but for the most part, I am not ten- in- I'm intentional because I'm like, hey, I already own something like that. Like, I don't need another one. And if something, you know, rips or it's it, you know, looks a little bit frayed and it's getting old, then I will replace it. But yeah, I mean, there are so many things to think about. But on that on that note, about 168 hours, your conversation with yeah. her is, you know, in in that time, a lot of us in our downtime, we'll just be taking that time. We talked about this with Mark Champagne on the episode on mental minimalism about how a lot of the time we'll recharge, but we'll be sifting through our phones while we're so-called recharging. Yeah. But we're not recharging because those images are subconsciously hitting our minds in that moment, right? So it doesn't make sense. So what we need to do is actually take time to recharge and also exercise our mind. Again, mental fitness. Yeah. Um, so I, I've really embraced mental fitness since adopting this lifestyle. And that involves not only meditation, uh, slowing my mind, but also or clearing my mind, but also exercising it by reading more and listening to more podcasts. And it's just, uh, I'm just so much happier today because of it. So um, I find it hard to find, like, I'm really working at trying to find things that replenish my energy and my downtime. Have you maybe start try meditating or you could, I mean, I think that you find a sense of clarity in cooking because you love to cook. Yeah, I have started cooking a lot. But like I'm talking, you know, in those like weird two hours from like 8 to 10 p.m. when mm-hmm. you had dinner and... And you're too tired to work. And yeah, you just you're too tired to work downtime. and I don't feel like watching movies. It's like, what do I do for two hours? Well, maybe maybe our listeners will have some ideas for you. Yeah, let me DM know. Us. I always end up watching YouTube videos. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like my guilty pleasure, but I'm trying to find something else to do in that like weird weird white space yeah to you know it's good that, and it's good that you have it and that goes to our back to our conversation about time blocks that's something that we've really added to our lifestyles is like if, not only just in our bullet journals but we realize that hey like if we have a jam-packed day we need to place you know 10 minute 50 minute time blocks to rest our mind or just especially me like again I we both have full-time jobs but 
you know, when I'm there in the office, sometimes I'll be sitting for five hours and I'm like, no, like you need to go for 10, 15 minutes and just go grab a coffee and walk around the block because you're going to be more productive when you come back. And speaking of productivity, our number one episode to date is Minimalist Productivity Habits Uh with Raphael Wong. So if you guys haven't listened to that, highly recommend it. And might as well talk about this now. Top five episode downloads to, to date. So minimalist productivity habits, number one. Second is tidy up your closet for good. And I'm not shocked that that hit number yeah. two spot because I would say that the majority of questions we get through Instagram Super are close. about decluttering our closet. And you know what? That's where my uh, my... My uh, journey started by decluttering my closet, which was super rewarding. I feel like my closet is too empty right now, and I need, I'm being honest. <laughs> really? I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> you so, need more stuff. I mean, to You like, actually need items. You need to buy some items. Yeah, because it's getting warm here in Toronto now, so. Lauren's wardrobe is just a true, true minimalist <laughs> wardrobe. I mean, I'm getting there, and I'm very happy with. How many items I own? I'm basically riding Courtney Carver's Project 333 challenge, which is wearing 33 items or less for three months. And I'm kind of still on that track. Like, I probably wear even less than that. So I'm really happy with that. But no, that's good that you are honest and you point that out. Like, minimalists are imperfect. I mean, you are kind of on the extreme side where you probably only had enough clothes for the fall and winter months. And now you're realizing, hey, I need a pair of shorts. I need shorts, yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to just talk about this too, because this is a huge thing that I've noticed as I've become a minimalist and we've done this podcast and I want to, I'm sure you have too, is how much we do as a society that is so unnecessary in terms Mm -hmm. of events and decorations and just gifts and it just goes on and on and on and it it is so unnecessary. And even one of my friends is getting married and she had a bridal shower and she got like three kettles. And she's like, I have a kettle and now I have four. <laughs> so it's yep. just like there's so many things we do. And in ter- even packaging, like if I go get a cookie, they like put it in like four different packages and give it to me. I'm like, we are so unnecessary there, as a society. There's so much stuff on stuff on, on stuff, stuff on stuff. It just doesn't end. Every, even if I go buy one thing, they like give me four samples in two bags with tissue. I'm like. No. I just want that one thing that I bought. Just that one thing. And that's all. You're like, take the tissue. Yeah, take the tissue. Out. I don't want it. But that that's just one, like one observation I've made after doing this is just how much. And you have to monitor it constantly because it, it will just keep coming into your place. And then you're going to have to take time to get it back out again. And it's yep. bad for the environment. So Yep. And that's another point that we should discuss is how this lifestyle has made you live a more sustainable life. Like I I got rid of, for for me, for example, I I have a more responsible wardrobe. Now that my wardrobe is much smaller in terms of the quantity of items, and again, focus on high quality items, but uh, like a less number of items. And then now that I have that awareness of like every single piece that I own, when I go out and shop for a new piece, I make sure that I'm buying from a responsible clothing line. So there's that. And then I used to have an addiction to for those who have already listened to this they would they would know that I had an addiction to water bottles and now I have a reusable water bottle have a reusable coffee mug thanks to you present from you and um, I'm recycling and composting and I'm using recyclable bags it's amazing and you know what so many so many cool brands that I follow 
are now becoming package-free or... Or recyclable. Yeah, or become going in glass containers. It's like my favorite cereal that. company. I yeah. love that. I, I recycled, but I didn't recycle like crazy. Like mm-hmm. now I buy things if they have recyclable packaging. That's and, awesome. And every time I put something in the recycling bin, it brings joy to me. Like I'm like, this makes me so happy. I didn't used to recycle this and now I do and... I'm just glad that it's it's doing better. And the more I recycle and compost and do all that, I try to be like, how can I get rid of this altogether? So it's just like a bar of soap just disintegrates. Or if you just buy an apple, then you eat it. Or things that like don't have to go anywhere, which You're is nice. You're so much more mindful of that stuff, eh? I love I that. Try to, well, the, it's great to recycle, but at the same time, like trucks still have to come and pick up the recycling and then there's emissions and then it goes to recycling plants and it's still a big process. So it's like, recycling should be the last resort it's like how can you but it's still really good yeah but I mean, we can do the, the little things the, the little, little things, things yeah. and do what we can and it's just like being more intentional living a simpler life you actually get time back to focus on living a, a life that you know focuses on sustainable living living a life where you create space to give back i mean we interviewed jacqueline way she runs the company 365 give she has a youtube video and uh, has over 3 million views And since then, and with this lifestyle, I've been able to literally integrate that into my everyday. Little small acts of kindness every day. Whether that's a smile to someone down the street, opening a door for someone, buying a coffee for a colleague. Just those little things go a long way. Just complimenting someone. Yeah. Like, even if you're having a bad day and someone compliments you, like, it, it really improves your mood. Like, it just... It's so nice to hear, and it's the smallest, simplest thing. Yeah, don't you love complimenting someone else? Yeah, I do. But sometimes I'm sure I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Is that weird? But I'm like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's maybe weird if you say it to a guy because they'll think he's hitting on you or hitting on. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just I'm doing this challenge. <laughs> I'm doing a challenge. People are like, okay. I'm like, I'm no, here's kidding. my podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did do that one week challenge. But other than uh, outside of that challenge, I've just been incorporating it into my everyday. Uh, and another lifestyle improvement I want to talk about uh, was because I only own the essentials when it comes to not only my closet but all of my you know all my makeup items and toiletries when it came to packing for this trip it was so easy it's so easy to travel and it takes time to get there because do you remember what before the podcast when we went to Italy <laughs> Kelly's like I don't know what to bring on the plane or what to wear. <laughs> and now she's like eight months or nine months in. She's like, this is so easy. This is so easy. But do you remember how rushed and stressed I was before Italy? But that's how everyone is when they travel. Oh, it At was the, so stressful. I went to see my parents um, just after Christmas and the girl beside me was spilling coffee. She had all these bags. And I'm like, can you organize yourself? Yes. <laughs> like I have one bag. <laughs> but people just, they, until you get it, you takes practice but yeah you'll get there and you'll realize like wow like this completely changes oh, my life once you're there you're just sitting there looking out the window so in, like peace <laughs> so i was talking to uh, my boyfriend's aunts and uncles were up in palm desert with me and they're very interested in minimalism uh and one of the ladies she mentioned that every time she comes home from a trip she takes her suitcase and she pulls out everything she didn't wear Oh, I love Or use. And then she's able to see, like, wow. She said she recently went on a trip for four days, came back. She had only used less than half 
And she was like, oh, I could have just brought a little bag. I know. The thing is, though, sometimes you need your sometimes things. It's like, I might need a sweater. I might need this. But, like, if you're doing that too much, then it's an issue. That's true. But if there are items like, oh, that was another shirt. Oh, and I didn't wear it. And I didn't need to wear it. That's when you know that you didn't need that just-in-case shirt. And another thing we always like to say is that sometimes you can buy items, right? Sometimes there are items that you can buy. So it's so worth traveling lighter. Oh, and then on top of that, when I returned from my trip, it was crazy. I walked into my apartment and I looked around because the beauty of this lifestyle is I've literally simplified my place. I've designed it how I want it. But literally, and I joked this to a friend the other day. I was like, Wow, there's like nothing in my apartment. But you know what? It's so I nice. love it. I love it. It's like coming home. It feels home, like home. And my personality's inserted, but there's zero clutter. And I'm like, I can breathe. I feel like I'm going to a beautiful like Airbnb or, or a hotel. It's so nice. Yeah, if you people if you don't like I never clean. Like I'll wash the floors every other week and like scrub the shower, but I just don't own anything like I I hang up my clothes at the end of the day I wash my dishes after dinner like I make my bed when I wake up but otherwise I I don't clean like people are always cleaning and picking stuff up and putting stuff and away think about the time wasted that you save yeah yeah the time you save so it's, it's amazing it's amazing oh and uh just just to circle back uh I believe I just mentioned the top two uh episodes right now minimalist productivity habits Tidy up your closet for good. And the other three are Simplify Your Life with Courtney Carver, uh, Digital Minimalism, which is still my favorite to date, and Emotional Minimalism rose to number five. We only did that episode a few episodes ago. So uh, those are our top rated episodes to date. And I just wanted to kind of run through a couple of thought leaders who we have interviewed to date. Courtney Carver, as I said. Jacqueline Way with 365 Give. Um, check out Mark, Mark Champagne. He has the Keo app. We spoke to him on mental minimalism. Christy Sumer, she is the CEO of Encircled. Uh, it is a responsible and conscious uh, ethical clothing line, and it's available um, in Canada, the U.S., and Australia. Uh, Raphael Wong, the number one productivity episode. Uh, and then Natalia Juarez. She was one of our first few episodes. She's... Uh, the globally recognized breakup coach. That was my favorite episode. <laughs> not a, not just a relationship coach. She is a better. She's all about better breakups, and uh, she argues that less is more when it comes to dating and relationships. So I believe it. I highly recommend that. And then just to close today, I wanted to kind of share with our audience just next steps with the podcast going forward. Uh, you'll continue to hear uh, conversations between Lauren and I. And because uh, I have grown super passionate about minimalism, I am also going to conduct individual interviews with uh, minimalism thought leaders. And Lauren, as a passionate reader uh, of personal development novels, she will be interviewing authors who speak on minimalist values, just mindset, living with intention, and productivity hacks. And if you guys want to write in, I would love to know why you took up minimalism and what initially inspired you to do it and the biggest benefits you reaped from it. I'm so interested. Like, yes. Because, you know, 
like I said, I liked the aesthetic and I'm so interested, like why other people did it? Like, was it for time management or money? Or did you also like the aesthetic or was it more mindset or calendar? Like, Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, definitely DM us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us at Millennial Minimalists. And uh, my last note is if you can please give us a rating and review on iTunes, it only helps us um, to grow. And we promise that we will continue to provide you some great content and motivate you and inspire you each week. So thanks again. And we will connect with you next week. We will. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and you can find us on social media at Millennial Minimalists.